Hello, welcome to episode 20 of the Ramblings of an Insomniac. I am Courtney Perry, episode 20. Did you guys think I was going to skip out again and um, go MIA for another month or so? I am not. I am back. I said that I would I would follow through and here I am. Um, anyway, so I'm outside as per the usual. And so again, as per the usual, you are going to hear my neighbor, um, his chainsaw is running. He's outside, um, cutting lumber and you might hear some cows and my dogs and birds and all that stuff. So, um, but you know, I've, I've always, um, said that this is probably not going to be the most professional or sound quality thing again it's kind of like a record player you're gonna hear and you're gonna hear my dog who's protesting because he does not have the ball and he feels that is unfair right so anyways hello uh episode 20 Woo! i was thinking about many things oh my gosh and so was mo um and one of which i just got back from visiting my mom and they had some music playing And it got me thinking about how funny it is that when you're in like an assisted living facility or memory care and they, you know, play music that is geared toward usually geared toward the generation that's there and how, you know, I was born in 1974. So the 70s, however, you know, I grew up more as an 80s child. And so, um, I grew up with songs like Tone Loke and TLC and um, that kind of stuff, the 80s music and Michael Jackson and stuff. But then I also grew up with like Eminem and Ludacris and Nelly. And so I just find it kind of hilarious when you visualize like my generation in an assisted living and memory care facility and the kind of music that they're going to have playing in the background is going to be pretty hilarious. We're all going to be like rapping to Eminem and singing Shoop and singing Waterfalls and My Prerogative and it's going to be hilarious or like Wild Thing and, you know, like I said, or Nelly and Ludacris. And so it's just going to be kind of a fun generation, I think. Um, And then for some reason, I know this isn't going to happen because why would we just suddenly start wearing like 80s clothes? But I also visualize like a bunch of us sitting around like with side ponies with the very little amount of hair that I'm going to have. And usually you don't have a lot of hair when you get older. But I visualize us still with like leg warmers and like, you know, sweatshirts like with one shoulder, you know, down um, one shoulder hanging out and like scrunchies and all that and. Or our hair like teased and stuff. Again, I don't know why because, you know, this will not be the 80s. But I have this visual in my head. And how we're going to be this like fun generation. Like we're just dancing and hanging out. Like it'll be like going back to high school. Which then I was like, you know what? That's what they should do when you are in assisted living facilities. Maybe it'd be fun if they did things like prom and kind of had it geared almost like going back to high school and how you could make it kind of 
really fun. I know a lot of places do prom and a lot of places do like senior prom, you know, or they'll do dances and stuff. So that's like not an epiphany or anything, nothing new. But I just think it'd be kind of cool if um, like the the decor was kind of geared toward whatever generation was there. That'd probably be a gigantic pain in the ass, obviously, because you'd have to change the decor, you know, like every 10 years or whatever. But it just would be kind of fun if they had something that reminded them of maybe their younger years. Unless, of course, their younger years were shit, in which case they probably don't want to be reminded of that at all. And it'd be like trapped in a horrific nightmare. And that's, of course, the opposite of what we want. But I mean, well, so... You know, the intention is good. I think there's there's a market for that. And then speaking of um, good intentions. Oh, my gosh. Uh, my dog is running around trying to chase after my other dog and get the ball. Anyways, that's not good intentions. But um, speaking of, again, older people and good intentions, um, it's funny because, again, I don't know what it is about the older you get the shorter things become, meaning your hair gets shorter. You start slowly, you know, cutting your hair off till it gets shorter and shorter, like every so often. And pretty soon when you're older, you have short hair. And maybe it has to do with people balding. So they figure if I'm balding, I may as well have short hair. Or maybe it has to do with maintenance. Maybe it's just easier, but it just seems like your hair gets shorter the older you get. As same with your pants. Like, I feel like your pants get high-watered. And I'm like, well, maybe it's not the pants that get high-watered. Maybe it's more that we get that mom jean thing where we, like, hike our pants, the waist, all the way up. And maybe it's just that every year, um, the older we get, we pull them up further and further up all the way until they, like, are pretty much at our boobs. So maybe it's not that it's, that our pants that are high-watered. It's that we just keep pulling up our pants so high that they're like high watered. Um, and I have to take a break for a second because my dog may have ran off. Uh, okay, pause button. Okay, false alarm. Psych. Anyway, gosh. Um, so I started thinking about, again, maybe it's not that we get high watered pants when you get older. It's that we pull our pants up further and further until they're closer to our boobs. But then I was like, no, because they always say that your boobs sag the older you get. So I don't know if it's that our boobs are sagging or we're pulling our pants up further or that they're high watered or maybe all of the above. I don't know. But um, it's just interesting to me because I read a quote um, I'm going to probably mangled it, but the gist of it was when an elderly person dies, they take with it, you know, a library of, of history and knowledge and wisdom and that it's sad when they pass away because they are, they're, they're so full of, of history and knowledge. And we don't, I don't think people, I can't speak for everybody, but whenever I go to visit my mom, um, it just seems like there aren't a lot of people that come in and visit. And of course, I'm not there at all hours and I'm not there every day. So I have no idea how often people visit their loved ones or not. Maybe they all get a lot of, of visitors. But working um, in 
assisted living and memory cares um, facilities, um, I can tell you that there are definitely not enough um, visitors. And I don't know what the circumstances are because people could have a very, very legitimate reason for not visiting their loved ones as often as they should or at all. So it's not my business, but it just got me thinking about how I love, I just love, I've always, I've always loved um, sitting down and talking to the elderly because, you know, they've been there, done that, and they help pave the way and they've learned what to do and they've learned what not to do. And it got me thinking of just history in general and how everybody looks at history in our past as these, you know, the things that have happened in the past um, as these terrible, horrible things that we should just, you know, not speak about. They should be locked up in a vault and we should never tell our children and we should never speak about these things that um, have happened in the past that weren't so fabulous. And I'm not sure why, because, you know, you're always taught that running away from problems, that's never a good thing. It's always good to talk about it and communicate and accept it and, and understand where it came from, because not everything that happened in the past that was bad came out of poor intentions. It was just sort of how things were and nobody knew better. Nobody knew any better. And so I just think it's so important to speak to the people that have lived through things we haven't to get, again, that perspective that I always talk about, you know, because it's so easy to be like, I would never do that, or these things are so awful. And they were, there's a lot of things that were awful, but not talking about them isn't going to erase anything. And if we don't talk about them, we can't learn, you know, we can't learn what not to do. And we can't learn why someone thought the way that they thought, you know, maybe they had really good intentions and they had no idea what they were thinking or what they were doing was wrong. Maybe they just weren't educated, you know. And then that got me thinking about good intentions in general and how I always, um, when my mom and I, we were visiting and we were looking at these garden boxes, these planter boxes, and they were made out of these really cool, like, out of stone, basically. And how I had really every intention in the world to be this, like, master gardener. And so I had bought, like, all these bulbs and these different types of bulbs. And then I was doing a lot of Pinterest and looking up how to do DIY um, garden boxes and... um and how I was going to do that. And I had the space all picked out and I went and got these, um, these bulbs that were on sale. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And then now it is uh, March and I had gotten bulbs. They were tulips and they were all things that needed to be planted like in the fall so that they bloom now. And they're sitting in my garage on a shelf. And along with all these other things that I, I'd even like drawn out by hand with colored uh, pencils, um, what I wanted this, like I was gonna do kind of like a secret garden kind of thing. And that got me thinking of just good intentions. Now I had all these, the, in, the good intentions in the world to make these planter boxes and um, make this secret garden and I was going to do these things and I didn't follow through 
And I was like, well, son of a bitch. Now I'm driving up my road and all these people have these gorgeous tulips that are planting that are planting, that are blooming, <laughs> that they planted and now are now blooming and they look so pretty. And I'm like, I need to quit doing that. So I just thought, you know, sometimes you have every good intention in the world and sometimes shit happens. And sometimes it's for a good reason. And sometimes it's just that I apparently... I didn't get lazy. It was just one of those follow-through things that I have a habit of doing. But that was a while ago. I have since been better, you know. Like I said, I'm I'm working on it. I'm a work in progress. It's not going to fix itself overnight. So, anyways, these are the things that have been on my mind. These are some of the things that have been on my mind. My mind has been a little... Uh, it's pretty crowded up there lately. There's a lot of... A lot of stuff brewing and it's good and it's happy and it's also uh, stressful and anxiety ridden. But at the same time, it's just the nice thing is I'm not living in that. I'm not dwelling on any one emotion. I'm kind of just taking it and dissecting it and taking it one piece at a time and throwing out what I can't fix and working on it. So um, again, it's nice to to feel so much more mentally clearer. I can, I don't live in that anxiety anymore. So it's been good. But those are some of the things. After visiting my mom, I just find when you are surrounded by um, people that are older than you, and that lived at a different time, I think it is so amazing to sit down and hear what they have to say. Even if, let's say, they're just the biggest asshole and they're just... You know, maybe don't have anything nice to say. I almost like talking to those people more because I'm like, wow, I want to know, like, what brought you to think these things? Like, what made you so grouchy and pessimistic? And what made you think these things? Like, what happened in your life? And again, more often than not, when you hear them talk, you're like, wow, no wonder you're a grouchy son of a bitch. You know, you went through war and you went through the depression and you had a really hard fucking life and you've seen a lot of death and you've seen a lot of of hurt and it's no wonder not everybody can just you know pull through that and be like all right I'm fine everything's roses look at the happy side or be like Mary Poppins and you know just whistle through life not everybody can do that and so I think we need to kind of take a step back. And again, I'm not because I'm not, again, I'm not condoning, I'm not condoning people's poor behavior at all. I'm just saying there's a difference between an excuse and a reason. And though I'm not condoning or excusing people acting poorly, I'm just saying sometimes there's a reason and it's nice to, to sit there and talk. And, and plus, again, just talking to the elderly is just freaking fascinating. They just, They went through such a different time where you had to communicate and talk to each other and work shit out and people could say whatever the hell they wanted without others getting so angry and so offended. And then that got me thinking. Um, I started thinking about cussing and how I have a really bad mouth. And 
it's funny to me how people have always said, you know, watch your mouth, watch your mouth. And I agree that you should 100% watch your mouth if you are around children. Um, if you are in church, if you are at work, if you are at a job interview, you know, obviously there's definitely, there are definitely places you should 100% watch your language. But then, you know, at the same time, I'm like, but if I'm just walking around and I'm downtown and I'm like, son of a bitch, or I'm like, oh, fuck, I feel like I should be able to say that. And if somebody doesn't like it, then I'm sorry. Of course, I I'm not saying I should just walk around like I have um, Tourette's and just saying fuck, fuck, fuck. But if I want to cuss, I don't understand why that's so like offensive to somebody. Like you can be offended by someone cussing. That's your choice. Again, your feelings are your feelings. But why do I have to stop cussing? What if I said to somebody, um, well, I'm offended that you don't cuss. I feel you should cuss more around me. I want you to cuss because I'm really offended that you're not cussing. It makes me feel uncomfortable as one who cusses like a sailor. It makes me offended that you don't cuss. Why is it that I, the one who cusses, has to be the one to stop what I'm doing? I'm not saying, I'm not asking that as a, um, I'm asking that as a serious question. I mean it genuinely. Why is it that one person has to stop what they're doing? Why can't it be, hey, you don't like what I'm doing. I don't like what you're doing. We may both be offended by each other. So let's just move on. Let's be offended and be like, all right, I'm offended. So I won't hang out with this person anymore. Or I won't be in the same room as this person anymore. Or I won't go to a place where I know that the things that are going to offend me are probably going to be around me. Like I can't go to a bar and be offended by cussing because let's face it, stereotypically, there's probably going to be more people that cuss at a bar, stereotypically, than not. So if I don't want to be around cussing, I probably shouldn't go to a bar, for example. But I shouldn't expect someone else not to cuss, right? So I guess that's my question. And it's a serious question. Oh, God, my dogs are going off again. Hang on. Nora, Charlie. And it's, of course, my two dogs that are freaking deaf and losing their hearing that are wandering off. Great. Hey, hey, guys. Oh, just a second. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Let me tell you, when you have two dogs that are both genuinely losing their hearing, like I'm not even just saying that's not selective hearing. They're both, one of them is pretty darn deaf and the other one is deaf in like one ear and they wander off let me tell you that's not a good situation when you can't when they can't hear you calling and they're both just like okay bye where are we going and they wander off Uh, anyways sorry um so where was I oh just that why is it that when a person is offended we can't just either talk it out or just be like okay And then like, you know, finish grocery shopping or finish, you know, going about your day and minding your own business. You know what I mean? Like, I don't mean that rude. I just mean, why can't we do that? Why do we have to insist that someone else bend and we're not going to shut up until they do when it's just an opinion? Like I get if it's somebody is harming someone, genuinely physically harming somebody, You know, I get if it's something that someone else is doing is affecting your life physically. Okay, cool. Like, let's stop that. We shouldn't do that. Heck no. But, you know, I love that the people in my mom's generation were like, fuck you. You know, 
again, I'm not saying you should cuss at someone. I'm not saying you should be rude or disrespectful at all. But at the same time, again, even my generation, you would go to school and if someone, um, especially guys, if some guy had a problem with another guy, they would go out and have a fight, punch each other, and then make up and shake afterwards and move on. Again, not condoning violence, not saying violence is okay, not saying that's a way to solve it. I'm just saying that sometimes you can do that and move on. And sometimes you can talk about it and move on. Or sometimes you can just simply, my horse, the my neighbor's horse is very opinionated on this topic right now. Um, anyway, sorry about that. You can hear my neighbor's horse in the background as well. Um, but I just feel it's gotten so crazy out of hand that we can't, we've fought and fought and fought for like free speech and um, being who we are and acceptance and being like, Hey, I don't care if you have purple hair, if you are man or woman, gay, straight, Democrat, Republic, if you, what country you're from, what music you like, if you're a cat dog, cat person or a dog person, it never used to freaking matter. You just hung out with people that you had common interests with. And if you didn't like someone that some that someone else did, or you didn't agree upon um, the same thing as someone else, or you, whatever it is, then you, okay. So you just don't hang out with that person. But it just used to be that we would work so, so hard for the right to all be different and have our opinions and be able to have the blue hair and the whatever we wanted to have. And we have that. We have it. And now it's not enough. Just like with cell phones, they're just, it's not fast enough. It's not small enough. It's not big enough. It's not this enough. It's not that enough. And again, many people have talked about this. This is like something that everyone talks about all the time. When are we going to be satisfied? And when can we just chill out? You know, God, anyway, I going to visit my mom brings up so many emotions because it it makes me nostalgic for a time that everybody could just sit and talk to each other and we wanted to be around each other. We didn't want to FaceTime. We didn't want to type each other and text each other and be on Facebook with each other. We wanted to like sit next to each other and talk. We wanted to play games. We wanted to sit at the table. That's not old fashioned. That shouldn't be considered old fashioned. That should be considered that's how you communicate. Like we're, we're just losing that communication and it's making it easier to kill each other. It's making it easier to attack and bully. And again, this is nothing new. This is stuff that every country knows. This is stuff that every age group, we all know this, but we just refuse to stop. And it's sad. So I love going and visiting the people that are also, you know, don't want any part of that. And they just want to talk and they just want to learn about each other and they want to, they just want to learn about each other. They want to get to know each other. They want to sit with each other and shake a hand, you know, that's why COVID sucked too, because you can't, there's something to be said about like, I'm not a huggy, touchy, touchy, feely kind of person either, but I miss being face to face with somebody, you know? So Anyway, but it also brings up sad stuff because you see so many people that are just forgotten and dementia and Alzheimer's is just the most 
it's a horrible, it's just the worst. It's just the worst. It's awful and it's sad and I wouldn't wish it upon anybody. So it makes me sad to know that my mom is trapped in her own mind and these residents are trapped in their own mind. And when I know they don't get visitors, it just makes me sad. So it brings up all these weird emotions, but, um, my cat is meowing in the background as well. But anyway, those are the things that have been keeping me up. Uh, so Thank you, as always, for uh, tuning in and listening to another episode of The Ramblings of an Insomniac. Again, I'm Courtney Perry, and I really hope that you continue to listen, um, even if it's, you know, um, one o'clock in the morning and you can't sleep. Hey, if it puts you to sleep even, at least I've, I've helped, right? Anyways, thank you so much. I appreciate you guys. Have a great rest of your day.